This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and happy to be joined once again by uh, Dr. Jason Coe, your Associate Professor, Department of Population Medicine at the University of Guelph, correct? Correct. And you're here to talk to us today uh, about before you get a pet, but really the I Adopt program we wanted to talk to you about. Holiday season is upon us. And a lot of people feel strongly about getting pets during the holiday season, as they should. Right. We wanted to talk to you because you have such an area of expertise in the area of adoption and the things that people need to think about before you get a pet. See how I did that? Yes, I got ah, that. Thank ah. you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of the things that people can consider or think about before adopting to make sure that they're prepared? So I think that this is an interesting time of year, and I think there's probably some uncertainty around adopting at this time of year, which I think is a very important consideration. I think this time of year, probably for some families, is an ideal time for adoption. Other families or households, you know, given their lifestyle at the holiday season, it can introduce some unwanted challenges. And so if I even remember back to being a 12-year-old, one Christmas under the tree, I received a puppy as a present. And that worked out really well for our family because my parents were very involved in that decision. They were taking a primary role in that decision in the care of the animal. And because we lived in the country, there was just myself, my brother, and my parents, and we didn't have a lot of traffic through the holiday season it actually created a good opportunity for us to socialize the puppy integrate the puppy into our household I can also appreciate though given my current family situation a couple weeks ago my son was writing his letter to Santa and cutting pictures of kittens out and placing them on this letter that was really pretty much begging for a kitten and so we had to have a conversation just about our family's lifestyle and the holidays coming up and you know the parties that need to be attended to the shopping that'll be done and the traveling to see family and friends in Ottawa Woodstock Owen Sound and so again Taking the lifestyle at this time of year into consideration, I think, is a really important consideration in terms of adoption, as well as budget. I was going to say, it can't just be a lifestyle. There are costs associated with these little critters when we bring them into our homes and into our lives. If you think about the fact that they consume a lot of food, if it's a cat, you're looking at cat litter costs as well. And you really, it's cumulative that you need to take that into account, right? For sure. And I think this time of year, especially, I know for our own family, this time of year, there's already stresses on the budget. And so also thinking about, you know, the added expense of bringing an animal into your family. Yet, I think budgeting or thinking about the costs associated with having an animal is a consideration year round. Okay. The Ontario Veterinary Medical Association estimates that on average, it costs about $2,600 per year to own a dog. Okay. And so it wasn't until a few years ago when I got my research chair that started looking into the issues of pet relinquishment, uh, pet overpopulation, and positive pet behavior training that I really thought more about this and thinking about that $2,600, recognizing some people will probably spend a little more, some will spend a little less depending on the decisions they make in the care for their animal. But if you think of that over the lifetime of an animal, so say an animal is going to live 10 years, that's a $26,000 investment or financial commitment that you're making when you get Mm -hmm. those animals. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's important for people to think about that. And it's not to say people shouldn't get a pet because of the cost. And it's not to say that only people with money should get pets, but it is something to think about that, you know, you're thinking 
$200 on average as a cost of owning a dog, is that something that you already have as a surplus in your budget or is that something you're going to jig your budget so you can accommodate some you know, of that? You just touched on something. We're, we're really wanting people to be responsible with this choice. So that's why you're hearing, especially in the first few minutes of our discussion, us talking about planning and cost. But it's so important to point out as we talk about that cost and you, you, you talked about over a 10-year lifespan of a dog, that number shouldn't scare people. And what we get back from those animals and, and those family members that they become uh, is, is probably worth uh, you know triple that amount uh, in terms of what they bring into us and, and fulfill us with. So we certainly are endorsing considering adoption and getting a pet, just doing it the smart way. Well, and I think that's the big thing is that just take it into consideration so it's an informed decision that you've done some upfront planning. And yeah. like you say, there's no greater reward than that relationship that you can have. And I mean, I've appreciated that relationship throughout my life as well and, yeah. and totally understand that piece no, of it. No better feeling in the world when I get home every day. I've got a, a nine-year-old black lab and I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, cane corso and uh, both 100-pound dogs. And a couple of nitwits, the both of them. <laughs> yeah. And I walk in that door and there is nothing in the world that feels so good, that greeting you get. Uh, and I have cats as well. So this, you know, for the, for the listeners that are cat owners, I'm not a dog person or a cat person. I have both in my household and, and I love that level of affection and com- camaraderie you get from cats as well. It's, it's an awesome experience and I hope people experience it in their lifetimes. You referenced a busy time of year at the holidays when you were describing the discussion that you had with one of your children about their request and their hope for a kitten and that you're running all over the place. So as people are thinking about that busy time frame within their lives and within their house, what can they do to create a safe space for a new pet uh, that you've adopted during the holiday season? Yeah. So I think a new pet you've adopted or even existing pets, Mm -hmm. just first off thinking about that, right? In terms of the holiday traffic, the busyness of the household, and how do you create sort of a safe haven for your animal? Mm -hmm. Um, So I often think about, you know, at Christmas, we now congregate at my parents. So my brother brings his family, which has got his wife and two kids. I bring my family with three kids and and a child. And my parents have a a dog, Riley, who's moving into her senior years. And she's not used to that chaos, right? Oh, yeah. And so yeah. we very consciously have to think about her and her needs. And so we intentionally, around her bedded area, create a bit of a barrier with furniture that the kids know <laughs> that's her safe haven, right? Yeah. So she can come or go as she pleases, but it's just consciously thinking about how do I create that space so that if my cat is another example, maybe it's a bedroom and moving their water, food, litter to that bedroom. So they've got the choice of just being away from a where the safe haven, is. right? Yeah. Christmas trees. There are lots of interesting obstacles for animals to encounter at this time of year as well. You see so many things on social media and jokes about, you know, Christmas trees on its side and the dog is sitting there looking innocent like I didn't do, you know. So people really do need to consider uh, the environment physically. But let's let's talk a little bit more about the other considerations and, you know, the expectations around adoptions during the holiday and making those adoptions an adoption for life. What kind of what kind of expectations should people have? So I think that any time of the year, whether it be the holidays or, you know, the middle of July, expectations play such an important role in successful lifelong relationships between people and animals. And so one of the things that I think is really important is just thinking about what your expectations are in this relationship. I know that research shows that when an animal doesn't meet an owner's rec- expectations, there are much higher likelihood of being relinquished. And so mm-hmm. we want to take that into consideration. On our Before You Get a Pet website, we have a tool that, again, is an expectation survey. So people can just reflect and think about what's important to me 
me. I know the OSPCA has Meet Your Match, which That's is, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We aren't just sitting in shelters trying to push animals out. We want to make sure that the animals go home with the right people. And the Meet Your Match program that we, we borrowed, I'll say, from the, uh, our friends at the ASPCA. Thanks, guys. This is a great... It's like online dating, you know? And you mentioned a survey on your site. It's helping set that expectation because you're finding out about the lifestyle of the individual who is considering adopting a pet. And then based on the personality assessments we've done with all of the animals in our shelter, they're all categorized into different colors, uh, three different colors. And so you're, you're matching up the right pet with the right owner. And since we adopted that program, we've actually re- seen our, our stats uh, really favorably improve. Uh, 40% fewer returned animals to our shelters since we, we put the Meet Your Match program in place. So it's a great tool and something that people uh, should definitely look into. The tool on your website, it's free for everyone to log in and, and to take that, that survey? So anyone or? can access the website and the resources on it are completely free and open access in terms of availability. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like you Meet Your Match. I like that tool because it's not saying this animal is or is not for you. It's just about trying to educate people around what are your expectations? How do you find an animal that meets the those expectations. And some of the research we've done interviewing people in the process of adopting an animal, mm-hmm. one of the things for some owners that very clearly they have deal breakers, things that they know that they don't want in an adopted animal. And so being aware of those in advance and you know having a conversation to ensure that the animal that you're bringing into your home meets your expectations, your lifestyle. So so effective as you've highlighted the meet your match and the impacts that that have had that I think it's just an important consideration any time of year to think about what are your expectations? What's your lifestyle? How's that animal? What are you looking for in terms of meeting those expectations? Jason, we want to talk now about, I guess it's a bit of a touchy subject, which is giving pets as a gift. And, you know, I guess I should say up front, the Ontario SPCA has a similar policy to the ASPCA in the States, which is if someone has shown a sustained interest in owning a pet and they have the means uh, to be responsible enough for a pet that, you know, we're we're okay with people giving a pet as a gift. Also, the tools that we have in shelter, like the Meet Your Match program that we were just talking about, and the training of our staff within the shelters. You know, we're not just there pushing out animals with people. So there, there's no never a reason not to adopt a pet in Ontario. Um, but how do you feel about giving pets as a gift? So I think it kind of comes back to what I was saying at the top of the show with, you know, For some households, for some individuals, for some families, this is an ideal time of year because they've got a bit more time to transition a family or an animal into um, a household. And so I think if it's a planned gift where people have given consideration, there's been a conversation with the recipient so that they're interested, have thought about it, have planned around that, or maybe even just a family gift, that, that makes a lot of sense. I guess my concerns would start to come up where it's that impulse acquisition. So you're out and you see this cute individual or animal that you're like bringing into your house just as an impulse component of things. I think also those surprise gifts. So, you know, somebody giving a gift to someone who wasn't maybe thinking or planning around that animal and the impacts that that can have. And again, I think about my own family. You know, I'm a veterinarian. I can see from people from the outside saying, hey, he's a veterinarian. They haven't currently got a pet. His son's asking for a cat and showing up on Christmas Day with a cat, which very frankly, would create disaster for our family, first and foremost, because my wife's allergic to cats. So again, 
cats probably aren't going to be, you know, the selection in terms of a pet moving forward. And those are conversations that we have with our kids. However, we are exploring the dog avenue and the thoughts that need to go into that. And so, again, I think in terms of a gift, it's just making sure that people are informed. They've thought this through. It goes back to all the things we've talked about in terms of managing expectations from a lifestyle standpoint, a budget standpoint, those kind of things. So it's not just sort of this, this shell shock. And we know through some of the research that those gifts where there hasn't been that planning, those animals become at a high risk for relinquishment again. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about the before you get a pet website. What is the, what is the website? So www. Let me get this right. <laughs> www. Before you get a pet, and that can be spelled out now. Okay. So we changed this since the last broadcast, and it can be .ca or .com. We've really linked it so that it can make it as an accessible resource. So when you say it can be spelled out now, people can do like b b e for. B O yeah B E F O R E before U Y O U get G E T A and then P E T pet. Okay, and what if you're like uh, these new young hipsters who only want to use like the letter B, the number four, the letter U, before you get a pet? Will that work as that well? That will work as well. You guys so have thought of everything. We've covered the bases now, <laughs> so we're we're out there. So tell me about the website. What else can people find there to help prepare them for pet ownership and adoption? So the website's being set up really to support people in the process of getting a pet. So mm-hmm. there's several tools and resources there. There is, as we talked about, the expectation survey, just to get people thinking about what am I looking for when, I, you know, in that relationship to create a lifelong relationship with that pet. We also have a, a fun knowledge quiz, which is really about sort of some of the myths that exist around pet ownership and just seeing sort of where your your information, your knowledge on those um, falls. And so you can take that just as a fun thing. We have a budget calculator. So again. It's providing a number of the things that people need to take in consideration in the process of getting a pet, but also sort of the long-term cost so that you can kind of factor that out and see, you know, what is a pet from a budget standpoint going to cost us? There's information there on how to introduce pets to existing pets, to children, information around socialization, and probably one of my... um, most interesting fun thing for me right now is we have a community blog where we have guests come in and write blogs on various topics relevant to all pet owners, whether in the process or currently having a pet. So we just released a blog over the weekend that's five ways to really make the day for your senior pet. And it's really acknowledging being Adopt a Senior Pet Month. And so again, it's really just meant to be a resource that we're continuing to update one or two times a month that's providing information to people who have pets as well as people in the process of getting pets so it's really meant to be a site for whether you're getting a pet you've got a pet in terms of getting information and just again as we've talked about building that lifelong sustained relationship that everybody enjoys and pets take away from it people take away from it and it's just a huge success. Dr. Jason Coe from the University of Guelph, Associate Professor, Department of Population Medicine. And before you get a pet, thank you for joining us again. Uh, We'll have to have you in again uh, and talk some more about this. Maybe we can talk about what those numbers are showing and trending towards in terms of animals that are going out during the holiday season and, and, you know, our statistics as it comes to those pets not being returned and, you know, hopefully some successes that our organizations are both making in raising awareness. I think that awareness is there. Just so you know, you know, my, my key role is in fundraising here at the organization. So I talk to a lot of donors and when they see our marketing campaigns, like I adopt for the holidays or the I adopt, which runs a few times a year, sometimes uh, I'm not challenged, but there seems to be a real curiosity about the level of vetting that we do 
within our shelters. And it's so important for our listeners and our supporters to know that, you know, like we talked about with the tool on your website and our Meet Your Match program, we're not interested in just moving animals. You know, we want animals to find that forever home and, and, and go home with the right people. Uh, and that's a real focus for everything that we're doing. So uh, continued success to you as you guys uh, focus Thank on you. that at beforeyougetapet.ca or .com. Uh, and and uh, we, we will chat again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate the support of the OSPCA. Yeah, we're, we're grateful for the relationship that we have with uh, Before You Get a Pet and University of Guelph, a leader in uh, the animal world. And uh, we're, we're very thrilled to have that relationship with you guys. Thank you, the listeners of Animals Voice Podcast, for sharing the broadcast Sending in your show ideas, you can follow me on Twitter at OSPCA Kevin. You can email show ideas or feedback to me at kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca. And until next time, we will catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animal's Voice. 